It's hard to find the time to read all of the best articles on Bitcoin and the crypto economy. So let me read them for you. This is a Crypto Economy Quick Read. Welcome back to the Crypto Economy with Guy Swan. That is me. And we are doing another read today, and this one is really fun. I've been wanting to get to this one, and it's a little on the longer side, so hopefully hopefully I can manage this in one day, um, but it'll be kind of dependent on my time going for the rest of the afternoon. So let's go ahead and jump in. This one is by uh, Dhruv Bansal, and it, he is uh, another author at Unchained Capital, and this one is so entertaining, and I don't want to spoil anything, so we'll just jump right into this piece. And it is titled, Bitcoin Astronomy. The desire to travel far away and start a new currency will become a powerful driver of human expansion into space. Earth will run on Bitcoin, but colonies on Mars, the outer planets, and distant stars will not. Though faraway colonies will value and trade Bitcoin, they will choose to launch, defend, and use their own local blockchains. This pattern of replication is an inevitable consequence of hyper-Bitcoinization and the physical limitations inherent to any blockchain that respects the finite speed of light. Speculating about the future is always indulgent and never a science, but speculation about tomorrow helps us better understand today. There is a fascinating and rich history of speculation about Bitcoin astronomy that we extend and explore in this series. Our aim is to present blockchains and the social, political, and economic structures they produce as fundamental forces in the universe on par with evolution, the production of entropy, and the passage of time. This article focuses on Mars, the red planet, and speculates about the economic revolution we foresee occurring there. What happens on Mars will eventually be replicated across the solar system and beyond. But we begin with Earth, in the not-too-distant future, in a post-hyper-Bitcoinization era. Hyper-Bitcoinization on Earth What does a hyper-Bitcoinized future Earth settling nearby planets look like? It's probably a mix of works such as these, but with more Bitcoin. Red Mars by Kim Stanley Robinson, Settlement, Terraforming, and Revolution on Mars. Leviathan Wakes by James S.A. Corey, Conflict Between Earth, Mars, and Minor Powers of Soul. Elysium with Matt Damon and Jodie Foster, Rich People Will Definitely Move to Space. And Neil Stevenson's Snow Crash a world without nations, but a powerful belief in digital reality. Imagine it. 100 years from now, Bitcoin is a global currency used by all people. Individuals mostly transact on one of several second-layer lightning networks. Large transactions still occur on the chain, though usually through aggregation mechanisms. Third and fourth layers also exist. The internet becomes a bootstrapped mesh network with nodes settling on the Lightning Network as they store data and push bandwidth. Many powerful global corporations are replaced by interoperating protocols, all distributed and market-driven, settling to Bitcoin. 
In a hyper-Bitcoinized world, Bitcoin is not just the foundation of the world economy, it's the unit of account for new distributed infrastructures of computing, telecommunications, identity, etc. Hyper-Bitcoinization is not limited to affecting financial, computer, and social networks. Many other industries will change, both in relation to and independently from this trend. 20% of world energy production will go to SHA-256 hashing because the industries of Bitcoin mining and power generation will have merged. The environment is significantly degraded in the future, but it's not because of Bitcoin. Bitcoin mining in 2019 is already utilizing greener energy sources than other industries, and the continued rapaciousness of Bitcoin miners for energy will turn out to be the reason fusion power is successfully commercialized. A delicious irony. In parallel with technological and cultural change will be political revolution. Climate, refugee, and other crises combined with new politics born from new distributed technologies will have transformed the squabbling cathedrals of today's nations and corporations into a chaotic global bazaar of local polities and loose-knit federations. Empires may still exist in places, but this is an age of city-states. Humanity started reaching out into space in the 20th century and is doing so again in the 21st. If Elon Musk is successful, we will begin to colonize Mars in the next 20 years. Fast forward another century. How large could Musk's Mars colony be? A century is a very long time, enough to master fusion and deploy macro-engineering marvels such as space elevators, and not by nation-states, but by distributed public corporations chartered through Bitcoin. These advances will enable waves of settlers to flee environmental degradation on Earth in search of a better life on Mars. The population of Mars sometime in the 22nd century could easily number in the tens or hundreds of millions. Will these Martian millions be using Bitcoin? Bitcoin on Mars Mars will be the first large human colony sufficiently far away for significant light lag to occur in communications with Earth. This lag will begin as a challenge for explorers, grow into an inconvenience for colonists, and finally become a membrane separating two cultures. Mars is between 3 and 22 light minutes away, or 12.5 light minutes on average meaning a round-trip signal time of between 6 and 44 minutes, 25 minutes on average. The Bitcoin block time is only 10 minutes. Communication between Earth and Mars will certainly be possible, though networking primitives will be very different than those of today's Internet, or even the Internet of the then-Earth. A laser-powered, market-driven telecommunications network of relayers and amplifiers will crisscross the inner solar system, trading bandwidth over time and distance for BTC. But there will still be challenges caused by the unavoidable delay inherent to all Earth-Mars communication. Bitcoin users and miners in particular will be affected because of their great distance from Earth and its center of hash. Center of hash is the average spatial location of a blockchain's miners weighted by their hash rate. Imagine two miners A and B separated a distance apart. Miner A has twice the hash rate of miner B. 
Their, quote, center of hash will be located at the point in space one-third of the distance between them closer to minor A. A similar calculation can obtain the center of hash for many miners at various hash rates, distributed over a large volume of space, compared to the center of mass. Bitcoin's center of hash today is somewhere near the center of the Earth, perhaps a bit closer to China. This may change as humanity expands and Bitcoin miners set up orbit or on Luna. But Bitcoin's center of hash is likely to always remain within a few light seconds distance of the center of the Earth. This will have deep consequences for the future expansion of human civilization. Martians will be able to use Bitcoin. Graphic of a Martian feed store. Nitrogen is 533 per kilogram. Oxygen is 215 per kilogram. And H2O is 307 per kilogram. A Mariner Valley feed store, circa 2130. All prices are in Satoshis per kilogram. The economy of Mars will initially run on Bitcoin. Martians can hold and transact in Bitcoin as well as on the higher layer lightning networks. Martians will be able to use Bitcoin, lightning networks, and higher layers of the Bitcoin ecosystem. But Martians will suffer various small disadvantages compared to Terrans because of their distance from Bitcoin's center of hash. Firstly, holding is using. Anyone can use Bitcoin just by owning some BTC. The first holder to step on Mars will bring Bitcoin to that rusty world. In this way, even though Bitcoin's center of hash is bound to Earth, its reach encompasses the universe. But Martians can do more than silently hodl. They can run full nodes to help sustain local copies of the blockchain on Mars. They can also transact in Bitcoin with each other or with Terrans simply by transmitting signed Bitcoin transactions though they'll have to wait up to 22 additional minutes for their signals to arrive at the center of hash on Earth. Most transactions in this era aren't occurring on the blockchain, but on Lightning Networks. Martians will be able to use Lightning Networks, but as Clark Moody points out, they have to take particular care to guard against fraud because of their distance from the center of hash. One tactic might be to choose long lock times for the channels they create, and use to route. This may sound like a lot of work, but in a hyper-Bitcoinized future, the Lightning Network is old technology. Software will handle this constraint behind the scenes. As Mars grows, so too will its Lightning Network, its third and fourth layers, and their connections to Earth. Martian Lightning nodes will earn fees from routing transactions, and the Martian disk and server farms will locally cache all the best content from Meshflix and apps from the DAP store for Martian use. Yes, there will be constant inefficiency due to Mars' distance from the center of hash, but for the most part, Martian users will feel as well integrated into Bitcoin and its higher layers as Terrans do. What about Martian miners? Bitcoin mining will not be possible on Mars. It will not be possible to mine Bitcoin on Mars. The issue is too little hash rate at too far a distance. Quote, Mining Bitcoin on Mars would be unprofitable because of the propagation delay, assuming Earth maintains hash power dominance. The Martian miners would have a view of the blockchain up to 22 minutes out of date, so by the time their last mined block reaches the majority of hash power on Earth, 
on average, there would be four new blocks added to the chain. End quote. Clark Moody, Bitcoin and the Interplanetary Frontier. The Bitcoin network is something like a clock. More on this in part three. And it relies on all of its nodes being in sync by sharing the same set of blocks and pending transactions. Great distance between miners results in great communication times, difficulty syncing, and the impossibility of mining. A less exotic illustration of this syncing problem exists today and provides an analogy for long communication times in space. If a miner has a poor connection and very limited bandwidth, or blocks are very much larger, then it can take significantly longer for that miner to see the same blocks and transactions as other miners in the network. Let's consider an example. A pool of Bitcoin miners with, say, 10% of hash rate is located on Earth near the center of hash. This pool will mine its corresponding fraction of hash rate in blocks, 10% of all blocks. If the pool moves into space very far away and its distance to the center of hash increases, the pool will find itself winning less than 10% of blocks because of sinking problems caused by communication delays. The further away from the center of hash the pool travels, the lower their fraction of winning blocks. At some distance, some horizon, the pool will no longer win any blocks at all despite still representing 10% of the hash rate. We wanted to be more quantitative about the relationships between miners' distance from the center of hash, their relative hash rate, and delays they experience in communication, and the resulting weight of blocks that they can mine. So we wrote a program called Hash Wars to simulate these sorts of scenarios. You can find it on GitHub and use it to produce plots such as this one. This plot shows that as a pool of Bitcoin miners retreats from the center of hash at Earth, the effectiveness of their hash rate at winning blocks diminishes greatly. Distance protects Bitcoin miners on Earth from hash rate that is too far away. This leads us to formulate the following law. First law of Bitcoin astronomy, or the law of hash horizons. Given constant hash rate, as a miner moves away from the center of hash of a blockchain, the number of blocks won by that miner statistically trends toward zero. Vitalik Buterin has written about the defender's advantage conferred by cryptography. The existence of hash horizons confers a similar hometown advantage for Bitcoin miners. Bitcoin's block time of 10 minutes was presumably chosen by Satoshi as a compromise between minimizing first confirmation time and chain splits. In making this choice, Satoshi also set the scale of Earth's hash horizon. In particular, Mars is outside the hash horizon of Earth. Martians cannot compete in protecting the money they use. This situation is not unique to Mars. Prospective Bitcoin miners at any great distance from Earth would be similarly suppressed, and this would have been differently true for other choices of block times as well. Indeed, in the article above, Clark concludes, Extreme luck aside, the dominant mining planet will remain dominant across the solar system. The Musk Coin Revolution of 2140 Before we jump into the section, let's take a second and hit our sponsor. I'm going to go grab a drink, and we will uh, continue with the Musk Coin Revolution. The Musk Coin Revolution 
2140. In our view, Clark is partially right. Earth will remain the dominant Bitcoin mining planet. But one day, Martians will stage a revolution in support of their own token, Muskcoin. If they succeed, then Mars will become the dominant Muskcoin mining planet. The Muskcoin revolution of 2140 will become a template for other colonies of Earth to follow, just like the American Revolution of 1776 was in its age. Why Martians Will Want Muskcoin Transaction without settlement is tyranny. Martian Revolutionary Slogan, 2138 Why would Martians, happily using Bitcoin in all its layers, desire to launch their own token? And why would anyone, Martian or Terran, even value such a thing? In a hyper-Bitcoinized world, Bitcoin has outcompeted all other fiat and cryptocurrencies. Bitcoin is both sound money and substrate for the entire economy. To people of the future, new tokens will seem like foolish scams, as no token could have features not already provided by the Bitcoin ecosystem, and no token could amass sufficient hash rate to defend against even casual attacks by small Bitcoin miners or pools. For people of the future, words like altcoin or staking will sound as silly as nephrology and laserdisc do to us today. The cynical explanations, preferred by future Terrans and Tories on Mars, will be greed and stupidity. If Muskcoin copied Bitcoin and it succeeded, its early adopters would be rewarded the way early Bitcoin miners were rewarded back on Earth in the now mythical early years of the 21st century. But Muskcoin supporters will dodge these criticisms and argue that Muskcoin is necessary. Many revolutionaries of this era are second- and third-generation Martians who have never been to Earth, whose frail bodies could never withstand the harsh pull of Earth's gravity well. They feel they are their own people, yet Terran control over which Bitcoin transactions can settle means they are a part of the dominion of Bitcoin and therefore Earth. Their desire for Muskcoin is the universal desire of all people for self-determination. Muskcoin will be modeled on Bitcoin and will have many of the same properties. If Bitcoin became sound money on Earth, then Muskcoin may become sound money on Mars, and for similar reasons. An intolerant minority of Martians who desire an independent Mars will support its growth. Muskcoin also has one distinguishing feature not present in Bitcoin or in any of its historical altcoins, justifying Martians' support. Muskcoin will have a center of hash located on Mars. A center of hash on Mars would allow Martians to develop a Muskcoin mining industry with all of its positive effects. In a hyper-Bitcoinized world, being able to mine on a local blockchain may be a killer feature, as in a feature worth literally dying for, a feature worth fighting a revolution over. What will be the revolutionaries' arguments? Imagine some Martian Thomas Paine's future version of common sense. Settlement Mars is a self-sufficient world full of cash flows generated by our industrious people. Martians run all the shops, factories, and services. We rely on ourselves. And Martian Reality VR is the most popular content streamed back on Earth. 
Yes, we managed to keep a few scraps of routing fees, but all the settlement fees from our laborers accumulate back in the already full coffers of greedy Terran miners. Keep Martian settlement fees for Martians. Energy Terrans claim Mars is well supplied through existing trade channels, yet we have all seen the lights flicker under the great dome of Elon during power crunches. Our heavy metals mining industry is anemic and we are unable to build the power capacity we need. The positive feedback loop between mining and energy production and investment that has been showering Earth with prosperity since the early 21st century must be started here on Mars. Fairness All our settlement transactions must be transmitted through a small number of high-powered comms lasers, all of which are owned by perfidious Terran corporations. Native Martian transactions always seem to be in queued for broadcasts behind those of Terrans. Censorship Censoring transactions delays our commerce and endangers our republic. How long before Martian leadership's transactions are not broadcast at all? By willingly using Bitcoin, we tie a Terran yoke around our own necks. Are we just serfs in some fiefdom of Earth? Or are we the children of Mars? The narrative of Muscoin revolutionaries will be equal parts political identity and economic liberation. Intertwined with these themes is the seductive opportunity for those who support the revolution to become a population of first miners, those who win a significant fraction of Muscoin, the future currency of the Red Planet. There will be many attempts at Muscoin. Like any revolution, musk coins will be chaotic. It may start in fits and bursts and fizzle out again as musk coin efforts fail and are abandoned and renewed again. But eventually, some critical mass of supporters and infrastructure will be present and in a short time, a gaggle of competing musk coin contenders will launch, each promoted by various factions on Mars and on Earth with their own interests, all vying for the title of musk coin. It will be an age of speculation and charlatanism not seen since the ICO boom of 2017. Balkanization of Muscoin into many competing chains will be in the interests of Terran Bitcoin maximalists, and some may encourage it. Could Mars unite around some single version of Muscoin? The fairness of Bitcoin's launch, its immaculate conception, contributed greatly to its success on Earth. Will any Musk coin be able to replicate these feats on Mars? It's possible that Satoshi's disappearance is a one-time trick, but maybe, in this distributed future, successful open-source anonymous projects with unknown creators are commonplace. There may be established platforms and methodologies for fair launches of all kinds of distributed services with economic incentives to reach stable shelling points. Operationalized game theory for adversarial systems. Most Terrans will be indifferent to Muskcoin. Say some Muskcoin contender does emerge from the fray and starts making news on Earth. What would be the reaction of Terrans to Muskcoin? Bitcoin is not government or corporate money. It is money from voluntary consensus forged by users. Muskcoin is therefore not a revolution against a government or corporation, but against a voluntary consensus. It is a new political and economic choice 
a new shelling point in a higher orbit around the sun. The future analogs of governments and corporations may have vested interests in Bitcoin's continued use, success, and stability. But the rise of Musk coin on Mars won't threaten Bitcoin on Earth. Bitcoin will continue to be used by Terrans and Martians alike, even those who support Musk coin. As a result, most Terrans will just not care about Musk coin. They will happily mine and use Bitcoin, dismissing reports of a growing Musk coin user base and hash rate as idle chatter about some duster scam. Some will acquire it as a joke or just to say that they have some. As Musk coin appreciates, relative to Bitcoin, it will probably do so in waves, shocking most Terrans. Some will become radicalized against Musk coin and deliver screeds against it, claiming it has no value or it isn't based on anything or doesn't work as well as Bitcoin or is only used by criminals. But some Terrans will be Musk coin enthusiasts. They will recognize the advantages brought to Earth by Bitcoin and feel it's only fair that Musk coin do the same for Martians. These sympathizers may view a risky new Musk coin as having potentially outsized returns compared to a mature and stable Bitcoin ecosystem with predictable low yields. Some may invest in Musk coin, driving its price up relative to Bitcoin, or even begin mining it themselves through subsidiaries on Mars. Finally, some Terrans will be adversely affected by Musk coin and willing to oppose it. Miners and others close to the energy production and settlement layers of Earth's Bitcoin infrastructure may wish to preserve their transaction fees and control over Martian infrastructure. Some power blocks on Earth may not want Mars to gain further political autonomy. These actors will try and attack Muscoin. The Empire Will Strike Back could the rise of Muscoin lead to a shooting war between political blocs on Earth and Mars? Some argue that a Bitcoin standard would be a disincentive to large-scale conflict because states would have to resort to direct taxation to pay for their war machines. But history has demonstrated that destructive technologies become cheaper and easier to wield over time. Humans of the future may be just as tribal and easy to incite to stupidity and violence as those of today. A century from now, nuclear technology will be commonplace, and some burly faction on Earth could launch a few H-bombs at Mars and obliterate the entirety of its young civilization. This would be effective, but immoral and unwise. Destroying Martian infrastructure would do more collateral damage to the closely linked economy of Earth than the success of Musk coin ever could have. This is a counterproductive response to the economic threat posed by Musk coin. Strong cryptography prevents anyone from stealing Musk coin, but coordinated factions of Terran Bitcoin miners antagonistic towards Musk coin may have vastly more pooled hash rate than Musk coin supporters on Mars. This makes it possible for them to launch 51% attacks and attempt to create double spins on the Musk coin blockchain. Such an attack might be the analog of a special forces op against a rogue nation. A precise demonstration of power designed to serve as both temporary setback and warning. The people of Mars may not be swayed by such displays. Disproportionate, violent responses from empires tend to legitimize the claims of revolutionaries and strengthen their zeal. In this case, antagonistic factions on Earth may have to result to the ultimate weapon of hash war, the cryptographic analog 
of a traditional H-bomb, the hash bomb. A hash bomb is a sequence of empty blocks of tremendous weight mined directly on the genesis block of some blockchain to be destroyed. When a hash bomb arrives at the target blockchain's center of hash, it immediately triggers a reorg, orphaning all locally mined blocks and creating a huge upward difficulty adjustment. A hydrogen bomb can reduce a city to its foundations, and fallout makes rebuilding difficult. A hash bomb eradicates the target blockchain's history, replacing it with a nullscape of empty blocks. The attackers own all the coins, and the defender's hash rate can only produce a trickle of new blocks at the greatly increased difficulty. Complete and utter economic ruination. Defenders can't ignore a hash bomb, as its blocks are valid. You may argue that block timestamps would be horribly out of date coming from Earth, but block timestamps are user-defined. Terran miners can always fake them. Defenders could always start a new blockchain, but attackers, especially if they have vastly greater hash rate, can just send another hash bomb as soon as they receive the new blockchain's genesis block. The Art of Hash War all right, I don't have much time today, so we're actually going to close this um, here. We're about a little bit over halfway through, um, so we'll finish this up tomorrow. Um, but I love this. I love this piece, and there are a couple of very interesting ideas that, like, this is both, this is, like, equal parts fascinating and then uh, just straight entertaining. Uh, I love the idea of the Musk coin revolution and uh, this is just a great love. I love the speculation on just kind of silly sci-fi stuff, but that, like it's real speculation. Like some of this has some very legit application and uh, is based on the reality of the fact that you really can't have miners on Mars. So what will happen? Um, and there's an interesting idea that um, if uh, if a coin or a blockchain um, ends up making its own token, its own currency on something like Mars, some uh, distant colony, that the desire, if, if there were anybody, if there was any, anybody on Earth or if any of the Terrans actually valued it and saw it as like a future potential thing, that, that this, this new currency would represent the future potential of the Mars economy, well, then there would be many Bitcoiners or uh, Terrans, I guess you could say, who um, actually invested in Musk coin. But what this would mean was that even before there was a giant infrastructure when the colony, quote-unquote, was still growing extensively, is that its greatest outsource, its greatest uh, export, could actually be its currency, which would represent all, and, and a sort of stock in the future potential of the Mars colony, of the Mars civilization. So they can actually use this new blockchain, use this new currency, in order to purchase goods, to purchase resources and machines and buildings and materials from Earth to get it shipped back to Mars because people wanted to get in on the ground floor of a money for an entirely new civilization. So there's actually like this really fun economic dynamic in the, the fact that there is future potential on Mars and that if it can maintain its own currency and rather than uh, submitting to the tyranny of Terran's Bitcoin settlement, that it could actually be the investment engine for 
sending enormous amounts of value to Mars because people see that in 20 to 30 years, Mars could have a huge, like you've got a blank slate to build from scratch, to build a highly, highly technologically advanced. You don't have to get rid of any old infrastructure. You're just like, so the potential there is vast. And anybody, just like we saw in the ICO boom, like the ability to get in early to something that could be maintained for, for something like a currency that would represent the productive capacity of an entirely new civilization or an entirely new um, uh, a country or nation or whatever uh, just would be, would be huge. There would be a huge push for that, and that could lead to all of that incentive to massive amounts of real capital being transferred to Mars just for that because the Musk coin is the export that represents that future potential. And this is just, it's so, it's so much fun to kind of talk about this. And it's funny, I haven't actually read, um, I had that Clark Moody piece saved way, way, way back, and I never actually got to read it. And there are a ton of links in this, um, and there's still a lot of other things to uh, cover. The hash bomb is such a fascinating idea, because if they're using like the same hash function, or um, particularly like if Bitcoin ASICs, or something would actually apply here or whatever the hell we're using in, you know, 100 years. Um, if those things actually applied to mining on Mars, to mining Musk coin, well, then the hash bomb would be incredibly easy to do. And uh, whatever the Mars limitation, like that's just such a fascinating idea is that you would literally, it, it would be destroying the money of society in, in seconds. Like you would just broadcast your version, your competitive version of the blockchain. Um, if there were, you know, uh, mining attackers on Earth, and no one would own any coins, it would be literally like going into a country and just deleting the entire financial system. So it would have to have some sort of defense against uh, any Terran attack. You know, you 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 design these for adversarial situations. So that's a huge question as to whether or not. You know, does it, what does it use? Another algorithm? Does it, uh, I mean, obviously you can't base it on timestamps because that can, you can just edit those. So there's just so many fun dynamics in like what it would mean to have two, two, uh, two worlds battle each other over uh, a currency war, a, uh, a hash war. And that's what we're going to be getting into tomorrow, the art of hash war. And this is just such a fun piece. Uh, and uh, it kind of sucks that I wasn't able to actually get to all of it today, but um, we're going to go ahead and close this out, and we'll do some more extended commentary tomorrow. Uh, and again, this is by uh, uh, Dhruv uh, Bansal on unchained-capital.com. I definitely wanted to keep uh, an eye out for because this one was just a ton of fun, and we have more to dig into tomorrow. So. Thank you guys so much for listening. This is the Crypto Economy Podcast, and I am your host, Guy Swan. Don't forget to check out um, uh, the author, Dhruv Bansal, on Twitter. Uh, that is D-H-R-U-V-B-A-N-S-A-L. Uh, I, I will have the link and uh, tag him in the Twitter so that it's easy to find. Um, so check me out up there as well um, in case you uh, don't see the tweet or don't get to the show notes. Again, I am at The Crypto Economy. So, yeah, don't forget to subscribe to the show. 
This is the crypto economy, and this is where you're going to learn all about the most amazing technology and ideas and perspectives in the Bitcoin space and the, the crypto economy in general. And it is the audible of all the best Bitcoin and cypherpunk content uh, and economics. We cover it all, uh, the whole scope of the ecosystem and the potential of this future that we are building toward and this new ecosystem that is, that is being uh, built here, that we have this foundation in, is the, there's just so, so much potential and it's so important that we cover as much content and ideas and thought adversarially, even if it seems as distant as the hash wars between two planets. That's how we do it in the crypto economy. Thank you so much for listening, and I will catch you all tomorrow. Until then, take it easy, guys.